Today's episode of the Geek 30 Happy Hour is brought to you by Amazon.com. Go to geek30.com slash Amazon and click on the link to do all of your shopping. It helps us pay the bills at no extra cost to you. Again, geek30.com slash Amazon. Coming up on today's show, beep boop, aw. Smell my face. Squad goals on fleek. And JoJo still has an active MySpace account. This is episode 36 of the Geek 30 Happy Hour. Welcome back to another episode of the Geek 30 Happy Hour, where we drink a toast to all the geeky things we're passionate about. Today is August, what is it, JoJo? August 16th? 14th. 14th? Yes. Okay. Tomorrow's payday. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. That's how we know? Uh, That's 20, how I know. <laughs> 2016, I'm Alex, and there's JoJo. Hello! <laughs> Helping me with the date, because I forgot I to put like it I on here. I feel like I jumped gun, yeah. No, that's good. I think actually, yeah, it's technically my fault, because I was the one putting the list together today. Yeah. JoJo, thanks. I was, I was too busy drinking beer. That's that's fine because it's delicious <laughs> beer. Um, welcome back to another episode here, guys, where we talk about all the great geeky things going on in the world while enjoying a nice beverage. That beverage is usually, if not always, beer because that's one of our favorite things in the world. And we started this show as an excuse to Absolutely. try awesome new beer, especially suggestions from guests and you all out there. Um, now, before we get into the content of today's show, quick reminder for you guys to go to um, iTunes, give us a five-star review. That helps us get the show um, out there to folks who may not have discovered it already. Um, and check out our new website, www.geek30.com. Um, all of our old episodes are up on there, as well as the on the front page, you'll see um, you know our latest episode, as well as um, a, a YouTube video, which is our latest Lost Levels um, show. And that's just a reminder to subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's a big button there that allows you to subscribe even from our website and watch JoJo and I sucking at video games. Literally. This yeah, well, horrible. Literally? Yeah. No, literally, literally? Yeah, just like, it's really bad. Figuratively. Well, I've got like a cartridge in my mouth and it's just not working. Oh, no, it's not. JoJo, <laughs> electronics. Don't suck well, on electronics. <laughs> but it seems to be working better than what I'm doing on the video platforms. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's more It's more productive at that point. Um, but yeah, no, the, the new website is uh, is going great. And, um, you know, thanks for the great feedback and such so far. Uh, if, if you would like to um, write into the show, there's even a spot at the bottom of the site where you can um, contribute and uh, add your notes. It still has that new site smell on it. It's beautiful. It does. We we unfortunately we ran out of glitter bombs, so you don't get any more glitter shot no. at you. Yeah. This, but I mean, you know, we tried. There's more coming uh, from. I, I ordered some on Amazon. So oh, there you go. Yeah, more more glitter bombs to come. More. All right, uh, but like we said, um, we have a great beer to share with you guys. We've been cheating. We've been sipping on it. I mean, we. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> I was going to make a, a big excuse. No, nah, just it's beer. We nah, love it. It's it's delicious too. Um, all right, so why don't we get into the beer segment? Sounds good. Oh, hello, Geek Study. It's beer time. Today's beer is brought to you by Alex's Burp. Better out than in, I say. Ha! Ha! Oh man, I had a, that was a really good burp. Earlier. I mean, I feel better after that. See if you can insert it here. Test these. <laughs> Okay. Right there. Yeah. Right there. You, you, probably heard me, you probably heard me burp. That was from <laughs> right before we started recording. I was kind of a little bit talking over it, but you still felt the presence of yeah, it. Yeah, it was great. Felt really good. Today, we are drinking Great Divide uh, Yeti Imperial Stout. 
This so is the, a this is a brewery from Colorado, right? The brewery is Great Divide, and the drink is the Yeti. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's be yes. clear. Let's be clear. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I didn't make that clear. Um, it's a great stout. I'm really enjoying this. But before we get into it, let's give a quick cheers. Cheers. Salud. Mmm. Mm. So creamy. It's very and then smooth. and then it's hoppy at the end. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's got a little bit of bite right there. Yeah. Um, it's good for the mouth feel. Exactly. <laughs> it's super creamy and smooth and all kinds of inappropriate insert head <laughs> joke. Exactly. Um, so Jojo, talk to us about this beer. So this is actually something my brother recommended a while back. Right and on. I kept saying, "Hey, I want to bring it onto the show." And his name is Jose. It's it is Jose. Yes. And it's not Hosby. No. It is not a fireman's joke. Uh. <laughs> um, and so finally I had a chance. So I got lucky because we had a couple guests and um, you brought in a, a growler of uh, the, the wheat beer from Sweetwater. So I haven't had a supply of beer in quite some time. So finally when it was my turn, it's like, oh, I'm going to bring this. Very nice. Well, Jose, thank you for the um, for the great recommendation. And uh, I keep telling him whenever he's in town, we got to have him on. Yeah, absolutely. I keep telling him to come over and he's like, ah, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and, eh, maybe next time. Yeah. No, come on, bro. Okay, I know you <laughs> listen to this damn show. Come on up here, right? Um, all right, so let's quickly talk about this, uh, what, it, what the website says. Um, Yeti Imperial Stout is an onslaught of the senses. That's true. It starts with big, roasty... Uh, uh, malt flavor, <laughs> just the word big, I can turn it into <laughs> Like every uh, word in here. Yeah. <laughs> that, okay, so it starts with big roasty malt flavor that gives way to rich caramel and toffee notes. Yeti gets a bold, rich, um, a, a bold hop character from an enormous quantity of American hops. It weighs in at a hefty 75 IBUs. That's true. I mean, at the very end, it's very hoppy, which is right. which to me kind of whoops my butt because the, the, the hoppier it is, the the worse my uh, my acid reflux gets. But it's kind gets, of weird because usually when you get hops, the hops are usually up at front. And so yeah, the fact is, that this comes in afterwards is really weird. Yeah, and um, you know, it says the, the toffee notes and something that we were talking about as we were cheating and drinking this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we weren't cheating. We were yeah. enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> because America. Because America. The toffee notes, actually, I, I, I couldn't taste them. Um, and, and it's mostly probably because of the hop the hoppy finish right but uh you mentioned it's probably because toffee is more of a subtle s- uh, flavor right um, exactly right? and this is 9.5 percent alcohol by volume oh yeah let's <laughs> let's not forget that so i feel like the alcohol because you do taste, taste the alcohol in this oh, one. Oh yeah um and it's, it's not a bad thing you know it, no. it, it works well with the whole flavor profile um but i don't think i taste the toffee because of the alcohol presence right and and if you guys hear jojo starting to slur I'm this, not already. Um, well, it's because he's basically almost done with his cup. So these are um, what are they called? Um, Big ass bottles, boomers or ballers, or I can't remember what bombers, ballers, bombers. <laughs> uh, so these are big ass twenty two ounce <laughs> glasses. Yes, it is, and, and they've got a bunch of awards. A uh, two thousand five Great American Beer Festival sil- silver medal. Um, two thousand eight Great American Beer Bronze Medal. Two thousand nine, they got the silver medal. Um, in 2010, they got the Beer Advocate Top 100 Beers on Planet Earth, and they got number 36 on wow. that list. 2014, RateBeer.com, Top Beer in Colorado. To our so, Colorado just, listeners, that's kind of cool. Right, not just Colorado, but you want to make sure that you pronounce the R-A-D in the middle of it, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, okay. because it's a rad fucking place. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to Colorado. It's great Colorado. for Sorry, Colorado. Sorry, everybody, Colorado. <laughs> Every time you see me spell it out on like Facebook or whatever, you'll see me capitalize the R-A-D in the middle of it, because it's so much fun. 
I've never, enough. I've never snowboarded in a better place, honestly. Cool. I, I'm, I'm down to go. I can't snowboard. I can certainly try. I've got an extra pair of snowboards for you. An extra pair of snoboards? Yes. Should, should I put one on each leg? You Is could that do skin? that, or, you know, I'll find the one that matches you oh, okay. more appropriately. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but you, you're not... We, uh, long story short, we had a cousin come with us on a snowboarding trip and we gave him a board that was way too big for him for his size. And so he didn't really have much for breaks. Oh, really? <laughs> he just hope uh, a tree got in the way. And this is his first time snowboarding. So it wasn't like the great first like two days. He eventually <laughs> got it, you know, but uh, it wasn't the, it, there was a, a steeper learning curve than normal. I have more boards, so you'll be, I can attune to well, fair enough. And, and for all those folks out there in Colorado who listen to us, uh, hit us up, geek30podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on this beer. If this is something that you've tried, um, I would love to get your thoughts. So uh, with that in mind, we've got a great beer here. We've got some really interesting news topics. Let's get into the news. Geek 30 News. So if you listen to this show, you know that Star Wars is something that's very special to JoJo and me. It's, um, I don't even know how to put this to words because this is, we make a reference to Star Wars every episode and we talk about everything geeky. We talk about a beer every show. We are definitely geeks, nerds, you know, everything, video games, movies, whatever, but it always comes back to Star Wars for us. It really does. And this past week, um, and you know, another thing, I mean, if you listen to the show, it's, it's mostly all fun and games, um, but we wanted to take a second to uh, recognize Kenny Baker, who sadly passed away. Um, it's been a couple days now, right? Right, right. So, uh, Kenny Baker, Star Wars R2-D2 actor, dies at age 81. What a life. That is crazy. Um, I, I heard a story that he was actually, um, when he, when he was born, his, the doctors told his parents, uh, that he would not be expected to live past his teens. Right, past puberty. Yeah, and, um, here he is, I mean, he, 81. 81 years old. 81. Um, so there's an article from the BBC it says uh, Baker made his name as the robot in this first Star Wars film in 1977 alongside Anthony Daniels as C-3PO character. Star Wars creator George Lucas paid tribute to a real gentleman and Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker in the films, said he had lost a lifelong friend. And that right there actually hits home for me a lot because, you know, you see um, – you know, R two D two was there by Luke Sky, Luke Skywalker's side throughout pretty much the entire trilogy. Right, but he was also beside Anakin and Obi Wan in the prequels, and he was also present—not as present, obviously—but yeah. in Episode Seven, he was also there. But and, and you know, I, I I keep thinking back to this image, and it kills me a little bit. You know, the the image—it's the flashback that Ray has yes. in Episode Seven, yes. where Luke just puts his hand on R two D two, the mechanical hand. Yes. Yeah, and 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 to me that that just kind of symbolizes, you know, the friendship that was there. You know, the this this guy and this robot, like, and um, you know, Kenny Baker brought like a sort of personality to R two D two, and that was something that really made him kind of iconic. It's it's weird to think of a robot as organic. But sure, there's an emotional level there. I mean, everybody loved R2D. Look what they did with uh, BB-8. You know, again, yeah. it's just a soccer ball with a head. But you, you love him. He mo- emotes. He and he's uh, he's alive. Um, and that's what you get out of R2D2, the original that came out. There have been you know robots in the past. Uh, um, 
Lost in Space had the big one, uh, Danger, Danger, Will Robinson, yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But, but it was it was like obviously a robot. This almost had right. some human element to it. This was it had its attitude. It had yeah, it's like a sassiness to it. Yeah. This it had no words. It was all just beeps, mm-hmm. and yet it communicated so easily. And yeah. it didn't have like arms or anything to like emote or whatever. It just I don't know. It just had such a presence. It did, and um, this this really like you know it had an impact um, on both of us. So right. we we wanted an opportunity to. Um, talk about it, you know, because Star Wars had such an impact on our lives. And, you know, it, it made me realize personally that these actors are getting old. These people that were such a big part of my childhood are getting to an age now where, you know, they won't be around much no, longer. Not at all. That's it's very sad. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at like Harrison Ford is in his 70s. Right. Right. And, um, you know, Peter Mayhew is and he's already old. i've heard um he's been having some health issues also yeah, and that's that, scary man the same thing that happened with uh, kenny baker when you're uh, when you have dwarfism you certain you tend to suffer for certain uh health issues because of it even though he lived to be 81 so he he tend to outlive most of that uh with uh, peter mayhew he has the opposite issue he has giantism um right he's starting to have some health issues because of that yeah um and you know, to kind of bring the spirit up a little bit here, because we d- we definitely don't want to turn this into a like a, a sad memorial sort of situation. We want to celebrate the life that was Kenny Baker. Um, I wanted to ask you, Jojo, what was your favorite R two D two moment? I mean, if you, everything if you could he was pick, in. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe, maybe pick a few. What what, were, right. what do you think um, was your like some of the things that stood out as wow that that uh, you know I see the importance of this little droid and. You know, something like that. I I derive great pleasure, and this is me trying to pick apart every R two D two scene I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, um, I still love Return of the Jedi when that little goblin was messing with R two D two, and he zaps it, and that thing goes up to the ceiling. Oh yeah, he was uh, he was pulling out C three PO's eyeball. Right, and so R two D just comes up and zaps the thing. It goes yeah. up, and um, it just it, it was kind of one of those things like ha 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 revenge asshole, you right. know. And again, this is. This is something that doesn't have arms. It doesn't have like a face to emote. It doesn't sure. have language. But you're like, yes, you know, this is victorious. And I mean, just like the little things like that that you celebrate is, you know, this big drum that <laughs> we yeah. It's it's yeah, insane. Right. Um, what else? I don't know. Like again, all of the above. I know a lot of people aren't a fan of the prequels. I'm still a big fan of the fact that there's an oil spill around some droids, and he takes gonna, off yeah. and lights them on fire. I, that was going to be one of mine that I talked about. <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, and then anything. I that, mean, that wasn't Kenny Baker, and because it was all CGI, but like it's right. the spirit of the character. Right? Exactly. He never he never gives up. He's this little droid, and he whooped those two droids like it was nothing. It was fun to watch. Right. And I'm and I think if I would have put a, a, ch- a chariot on top it's just any of the banter he was in any of the uh when he was an assistant uh co-pilot in any of the jets for yeah. any of the jedi so luke skywalker you can hear luke Anakin, talking to him yeah you no know, nonchalantly like uh, just a regular normal being thing beeps at him and he just responds like yeah. <laughs> there's nothing and i love that i don't know why yeah it's just it's so human it's like a spirit animal aspect right you know what i mean um now one of my favorite scenes was uh when r2d2 was it was you know flying with luke the death star trench he gets Absolutely. blown up yeah and um you know the the look or the 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 reaction the concern of c3po um and and just his heroism there because he was help helping you know luke basically he like sacrificed himself right you know to right. keep to keep the x-wing you know stable um the other one was 
actually it was it was a very similar situation where uh, it was actually I think it was episode three where Anakin was flying you know one of those star, one of those uh, starships and um or they they had the little spider droids that like you know flew through the that, that uh, flew through space and then landed on his ship. And R two D two was there, like basically repairing the ship and then zapping them all yeah. as they were trying to get close <laughs> to him and yeah. like zapping them off of Anakin. And um, you know, again, just basically just being a front line. Right. <laughs> you know, he's, even, he's a little droid. And he's even when um, George Lucas was being gregarious about all the different, oh, there's this kind of droid now, and there's that kind of droid, and they were just getting just superfluous with a bunch of those things they were adding, and he was still being R two D two. Yeah, and probably one of my favorite moments, and this is one that uh, I. I don't think a lot of people remember, but his relationship with Yoda. You remember that? Absolutely, absolutely. So remember when um, when he first you know, discovered like, him yeah. on the <laughs> Dagobah? You know, he start they start fighting over like something, and then Yoda, you know, is like whacking him with with his, his cane. cane. Like, hey, no, <laughs> it's mine. Right? You know what I mean? And and then you hear him like beeping and whizzing, and and you know, Luke has to go over there and break it up, and uh, that was. That, it was just a was fun. all whiny. You almost broke this. Stop it, Yoda. <laughs> R2. I'm looking for someone. I'm someone you have. Yeah. So uh, that, that was a great scene. That was That's another favorite Which of mine. Which leads into later on where he's learning how to use the force and elevates R2. He's like, what the hell's going on yeah, here? And he yeah. loses focus and everybody drops like, ah, oh, hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And R2's just, uh, you know, another one of my favorites was uh, actually episode five where, um, you know they're, they're leaving Cloud City, and yeah. he um, creates that smoke screen to let everybody escape. Right. You know you remember yes. that part where yeah. they were everybody's running to the Millennium Falcon, and and he basically holds the line. Yeah. And like <laughs> like shuts the door on them, and and basically like saves the day. And but, but you don't you almost don't realize it, but like he basically saved everybody's asses all the time at least once every movie because he did it in the first multiple movie. times every movie oh yeah that's, that's you know also I mean? true like when uh they're on the new naboo uh freighter going to uh they landed on tattooing um because they had some kind of damage thing whatever um he had a uh repel all the uh, he had to fix something on the engine yeah and there's other r2 units that got blasted off and he was still there fixing yep. things up it's like yeah i got it i got Taking a job to heat. do exactly and they celebrate him and, and that's as well as he's like he's a robot i was like but he did a good job it's like congratulations you're an awesome robot it's like yeah, that started it exactly it just you know that from there on him. exactly um but yeah i mean they he really saved them I, i'm just thinking okay so like episode four you know the trash compactor yes um he had sex with a lot of walls <laughs> Kenny Baker, you dog. Oh, you dog. <laughs> or as Alex says, my man. <laughs> and then, you know, like like R2-D2's getting his little, th- hey, baby, you you ready to take my my little whizzy thing here and <laughs> stick it in there? And- that's, uh, that's a Family Guy reference. <laughs> oh, it is, isn't it? That's where I heard that from. <laughs> like, who is this? No, he's raping me. Oh, that's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Rape's not funny. Rape's we're not funny. we're no. laughing at the context. It was already, it was a joke already made. Yes, yes, Family Guy. Blame Family Guy. Uh, don't sue us. Uh, so rest in peace, Kenny Baker. Thank you for all you did. Thank you for a great childhood. Absolutely. Um, well, contributed a lot to that. I also wanted to point out that um, that that type of character is, is typically typecasted into dwarves. So I'm thinking things like goblins in a labyrinth, or oh sure, you know the uh, the, the tiny people in Willow. Um, and um, there's also he was in Flash Gordon as well, which is another thing my brother introduced me to. Right. Uh, but I definitely remember him in Time Bandits, and there was a group of these kind tiny little people trying to like save the world, but also try to get away with murder. Like they're 
they weren't really good, but they weren't really bad, <laughs> you yeah. know, kind of a deal. And the whole movie was hilarious, and it was the first time I've seen them without a costume, without goblin makeup, without an R two D two shell, without you know something else, you know, showing him as a, as a tiny person. And I remember loving him on screen back then as right. well. Yeah. So um, not just in the costume, him as a whole was yeah. phenomenal. People, I mean, George Lucas in the article talks about how he was just a class act, like just. A great human being and that's a beautiful thing you don't and, get that in a lot of hollywood stuff and you folks. gotta understand on tatooine when they're filming quote unquote i'm doing air quotes and tatooine that's a desert and he's in a tin can yeah a tin drum out in the desert so it can't be fun <laughs> no not at all Could you imagine no no not at all i, I wouldn't do, do that no i wouldn't want that um but let's um you know let take some time to to celebrate his life um let us know your favorite r2d2 moments uh, email us geek30podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And um, moving on to a lighter topic, an intro, <laughs> I, I, you know, I just don't think this is real, but this is so funny. We, we have to bring it up. Um, have you guys heard of the Nostilus Rift? What is the Nostilus Rift? This is, a, this is a piece of technology developed by Ubisoft to accompany um, and solely work with the game uh, South Park, The Fractured Butt Hole. You get it? The uh, fractured butt yeah. hole. <laughs> There's three words, but it's a play on two words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they basically explain how, you know, you're in this game, you play the new kid, just like you did in South Park and the Stick of Truth, and uh, which is a fantastic game, guys. If you guys want a great game to play, that is one of the best RPGs I have played ever. I heard your Believe scenes. Believe it or not. And there are some <laughs> great scenes um don't play it with children around that's all i'm gonna say uh so uh to to accompany this new game coming out you know you play again the new kid and you're uh you're basically playing superheroes with all the kids from south park your ability is that you um one of your abilities is that you have tremendous farting power so in order to bring that uh that experience to the player uh ubisoft has created the nauseous rift so they say which basically straps around your face on your nose and lets you experience your character's farts so jojo let me ask you would you experience your character's nope. farts no nope. would you experience your own no nope. <laughs> well my own farts i would yeah i mean i've only lived with them for like 80 years but you okay. know. <laughs> um this was so freaking funny i, I- you know they they're insisting in this ign article oh yeah it's real it's real guys this can't be real this can't be real because no. I, I like Please i was telling tell me alex earlier there's got to be something that you have to load into there in order to make the fragrances i can't imagine it just makes fragrances out of nothing because now don't get me wrong i'm all about an immersive experience right if i want to wear this thing and maybe you know like be in in california and experience the the orange farms uh you know like as i'm i don't know out in the countryside somewhere that's cool. Yeah, spray some orange in my nose. That, there, there's be some pleasant. O- other uh, recreational, um, natural options in San Francisco that you might want to. Yeah, <laughs> smoke weed every day. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but yeah. you know, there's that haze there. <laughs> that was yeah. You, you get high just it was, walking it was around. It a purple haze. Yeah, yeah was... uh, I'm all about immersion. I think this would be great. I, I love the idea of VR. In fact, I would love to experience it even further. And like, if in a VR situation, like if somebody were to punch me in the gut, like I actually feel it. That was a thing, and that was actually what I was going to mention earlier. Uh, back in the mid nineties, early nineties, uh-huh. no, uh, late nineties. I'm sorry. Um, 
I want to say it connected to your Sega Genesis. I don't remember if it connected to that or connected to your PC. Uh, but there was a vest that you wore, and so when you took attacks in things like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, you would feel them in, in real life. That's kind of cool. I was not about that. I, I, I never tried it, but I, I had no desire to get punched know, like, in the chest. You just get your butt but, whoops. No, absolutely it'd be, it'd not. Be fun, man. Getting your butt whoops fun. Going to um, school and be like, yeah, my, my parents abused me. All these welts <laughs> and bruises. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'm all about that. I don't know if I'd want to f- uh, f- feel. I don't know if I would want to smell a fart. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, where, where did where's the line drawn here, Jojo? I I do vision. Is this the line? Have we crossed it? <laughs> no, I will do vision and I will do sound. I will. Oh, that's true. You're, remember your 3D uh, sound. Want your mind right. the audience about that. So the Osic uh, headphones, those are still in a uh, prototyping, right? They're the second stage of prototyping yeah, right now. O S S I C, right? O S S I C. Osic. Um, so they were successfully uh, funded on Kickstarter. So I'm hoping to have those by November. We'll see what happens because sometimes yeah. they get delayed. Yeah, JoJo ordered them, so as soon as we get them, we'll be playing uh, around with them yeah, and all maybe that we'll fun stuff. Record a video or something of, right. of us trying them out and letting you know our thoughts. So I'm excited for audio VR. I'm started for uh, visual VR, and I wouldn't mind a sense of touch and a sense of maybe like heat and cold. That's true. Yeah, but I, I don't just, want impact. <laughs> I don't want to punch fair. by a game. Well, maybe if I like felt it in some kind of way, I think it would be cool. Like. I just think horror games. You know, right. we're getting more and more immersive with horror games, and I love the horror genre. If I were to, um, you know, play a VR game and actually have something jump out in front of me, like it feels like it's right there, like it, that would it would scare the shit out of me, and I'd want to throw the, the the headphones across the room. But <laughs> I think that that's part of the experience. It's part of the adrenaline rush that you know you you get with just playing horror games these days, but on a whole other level. If I were to actually feel something brush my shoulder yeah and then you know kind of turn and be like oh shit what was that right that'd be like a whole other level a whole other level of immersion that would just be fucking wild i would see again i don't know maybe the sense of touch in controlled environments i again i would be more inclined for temperatures and my default always tends to be mega man or legend of zelda but um Let's say Legend of Zelda, I go out to the desert, and if it gets hotter all of a sudden, you know, I don't want to be there that long, and so it kind of speeds up your want to desire. You go into the water, well, yeah, it gets colder, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Or, you get you get an appreciation for what your character's feeling, and exactly. there's, there's that sense of urgency. So, and yeah, then you right. get the right tunic, and all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't feel as bad anymore. Oh, yeah. So there's there's a, uh, a desire to, to do things faster. Or if you're in Mega Man, and you know how there's extremes in Mega Man, just Blizzard at one point, Lava at the other point, whatever, uh, that'd be fantastic to, to manipulate as well. But I think... Because you defend, you default to horror. I default to eight bit in our case scenarios. Um, what would be something in the middle that would benefit from touch or smell? You know, I think that uh, honestly, it comes down to like almost like a full body suit, right? right? Like, I almost imagine putting on like a onesie of some kind. That's a really <laughs> lame image, but imagine just like throwing like, on a body suit but like a tron style onesie yeah, not, not yeah, a, something that looks cool right right you don't want to look like nerdy okay? not like a like a japanese like no dragon thing you know <laughs> no um but anything that um you know basically won't allow me to smell my fart because my farts smell bad right deanna i destroy her sometimes yeah, I was I was gonna I was not gonna say anything, but I mean I've lost nose hairs in here. I yeah. mean they they caught fire spontaneously. Yeah, I know. So I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I gotta go. Yeah, no, that's why that's why there's no lit matches down here because no. it would just they're all uh wickless candles that you've got down here yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so no farts. No farts. 
and uh but i would love i would love the opportunity like if i were to enter into like a, a dank dungeon or something maybe right. smell that that like that that uh moldy watery sort of um you know, maybe, what if yeah <laughs> no god that, could you imagine no what does his loincloth smell like <laughs> i don't want to know so, imagine okay so if you had to just guess what his loincloth smelled like <laughs> give me give me a, a one word response jojo wow um one a one word <laughs> description of how Gollum's loincloth smells i'm just gonna say fish <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's too good of a well, word. Because he eats fish a lot. Okay. <laughs> Decrapitated. Decrapitate is very good. <laughs> I don't know. I have to like make up words at this point. Because I don't know how to describe that in one word. Uh, That'd be disgusting. And that's the one thing. So we've covered uh four senses. Vision and sound we're definitely good with. Yeah. Feel we could be negotiable. Smell I would not be about. But what about taste? Oh, good call. Um how would that even work? I, I don't nothing they devise on there will not look inappropriate no it's just like, like are you gonna just basically put a little cover over your tongue or something right you're gonna have something in your mouth and it's just not gonna look uh, right yeah it, it just you know no matter what it's just not gonna look right uh yeah you know that's the one thing i'm not gonna be down with no me either i could smell something and that that would help mm-hmm I feel like if I were to be immersed, I don't need to taste something. Right. If I were to smell, like, again, like a dinky, like, weird, creepy dungeon, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that would be one thing. And you, you bring up dungeon, the first thing that comes up to mind is if you are in a dank dungeon and all of a sudden you smell sulfur. Bingo. You know, then that might be a, then a good... Then it's like, oh, you know, maybe even like... You're getting close. What about like the, you know, you, you have torches on the wall. What if what about like the burning wood that, you know, that right. smell? Uh you know, what about being like in the jungle and you and you encounter a flower? You want to you want to bend down and like smell the flower and you get some kind of a floral fragrance. Like that would be really cool. What about burger time? Yeah, <laughs> uh, the fresh tomatoes okay, so and lettuce and the burgers. Can and- I rescind my thought on the taste? <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as it's medium well, you know, or medium, medium rare. Get some get on a some, burger. No, on a steak. Bro, yes, not yeah, on a burger. On a good burger. Mm. Bruh. Okay. Okay, listen. Okay, on a steak, yes. Oh, I agree. And I'll get my steak rare. I want. That. Yeah. I want that cow moo. <laughs> okay, not a burger, not the ground meat. Yeah, you know, that. it depends on where you go, though. Like, right. if you go to like a really good burger joint, yeah, yeah. If I go to McDonald's, that shit better be like black, okay? <laughs> because that's not even cow. Well, that's, that's something. Jack else. in the Box got in trouble with that. They used to. It's a fast food joint out in the West Coast, and um, they used to give you the option of how you want to cook, and then two or three cases of salmonella popped out. Oh, and I so wonder why. Now it's all well done. It's a fast food joint. Who what do you expect? The stupid motherfucker <laughs> getting rare burgers at Jack in the Box. You guys know what that meat is. No, you don't? No, me neither. You open Pandora's box before you open the door. (laughs) Don't do that. Come on, guys. We're better than that, okay? This is is not Trump's America yet. We're better than this. (laughs) Okay? Yet. Yet. Um, So the Noxulus rift, everybody. I would would do touch. I would question smell. I would not do taste. You would not do taste. I would do... Yeah, I would do feel. Like, if I, if I... You know, I don't need... I don't necessarily need to feel full impact of a blade hitting my ribs, okay? <laughs> but if I could at least feel like a... I don't know, like a light tap... Yeah. To let me know where I've been hit, like, that would be kind of cool. Like Kind of like just, like, force feedback. Yeah, yeah, or, or just like a, like a flick. Isolated, like yeah. If, if I were to just get flicked. Right. I'd be fine with that, personally. 
Um, let us know your thoughts. Email us. But that would be a great. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why this is. That'll be yeah. a great kind of training thing because if you're playing a fighting game oh, like, like Street totally. Fighter, and it, you have isolated like taps, yeah. you figure out where they're hitting you, so you learn where to block. Yeah, you, you know, learn so you, how to fight. You learn how to fight the different you know characters. And could you imagine the workout you get? I, I'm too fat for that. Bro, <laughs> I broke out of sweat just thinking you, about you're it. Not, you're not even fat, <laughs> and you would be in even better shape than you are. Uh, so let us know your thoughts. Geek30podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you think that, uh, you know, any any of these, um, you know, we're, we're in the world of virtual reality right now. Right. Let's take it a step further and, and experience, like, full immersion here. I don't want to fight Blanca or Zangief. Oh, get electrocuted and or uh, pummeled or, pummel, or like like tossed. <laughs> he hits me once, I fly through the wall. <laughs> uh, it's just a flesh wound. Just brush yourself off. Yeah. And and let us know if you think that this is fake or not. I, I it's got to be fake. It's got to be fake. But it, but it but it but it actually brings up interesting conversation, which is why we wanted to bring it up on the show. Right. I mean, it's it seems to be sold really well by Ubisoft. Um, and they have everything for it, but it's also associated with South Park, so I don't know that I take it yeah, seriously. It, yeah, and the video is kind of silly, so. Right. Um, so, Judge and I just got finished watching Suicide Squad this weekend. Yes. And we wanted to take some time to talk about it with you guys. We may get into some spoilers at this point in the show, um, but honestly, like, I really don't feel like there's anything spoiler-worthy. Right. In I, this. I feel like if you've seen the trailer, you've it's seen not the movie. Like, it's not like Han Solo died. Right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Thanks for the warning. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, let's just let's talk about it. If you if you want, I, you know, I think we'll start out by saying I think it's worth seeing. Absolutely, I actually had a lot of fun with it. It's gotten terrible reviews, um, which allowed me to kind of shift my perspective when I wanted to go see this movie in the first place. I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna expect it to be a, a fun action movie, and uh, I'm actually really excited to see you know Will Smith and Margot Robbie, you know, playing their people and. Um, you know, see Batman kind of show up here and there. And uh, so I, when I approached it like that, I had a great time. And I just saw it today, so it's kind of fresh. You saw it. When did you see it? I saw it on Friday. Okay. Uh, so, JoJo, give me your initial thoughts. It was fun. I, I think if I had only one gripe, and this is probably a little bit of a spoiler, um, is that the ultimate villain in the show didn't really show a buildup. It just kind of happened. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the majority of the plot, though, which right, is my gripe. But, anyway, but I didn't mind the rest of the things that just kind of happened, you yeah, know? Okay. Because um, in a movie of villains, the villain wasn't really built up, you know? That's just kind yeah. of a... <laughs> As an ultimate evil. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. It just, eh, kind of a deal. So they show um, the capabilities of some of them. They don't really elaborate on some of the, the other ones. They just, mm -hmm. oh, and this guy is this guy, whatever, you know, kind of a deal. Um like killer cro croc, yeah, yeah he but, he looks like a croc and he's also big. Yeah, and like the, and they they basically said, oh, he like de-evolved into an animal, which right. is it's like okay, yeah, I mean that's kind of the essence of killer he, croc. He was like, would have been a monster. They treat him like a monster, so he became one. And, and he wanted to be a monster, right? Like remember how they were like, um, uh, the, uh what's his name? Uh, sorry, his last name Flag. Or yeah, Rick Flag. Rick Flag. So he goes up to the cell and he says, "Why do they? Uh, why do they put you in here?" And he goes. I wanted to be in here, right? Like, so he wanted he embraces the monster exactly. That's that. That was kind of fun, and that kind of leads me to my to my point about the movie. Um, my favorite thing about the movie was the characters, absolutely, and the actors that played them. I thought that I thought that that was really well executed. They were cast well, and they were um, they were directed well. Yeah, um, 
I think given the story and the and and just the the limited plot in general. Whoops, I dropped my phone. Why would you drop your phone in the middle of a? He can't work without his phone. He just no. He I, I have to keep it. I have to keep it completely like <laughs> at my side. Anyway, uh, I thought that the uh, characters were really well executed, um, and the people who portrayed those characters kept it very true. Absolutely. I was so in love with Harley Quinn. They um, I mean, all the characters, with the exception of uh, Slipknot. Um, all the characters, well, well <laughs> yeah, well-defined. Um, they all had a story, even though the stories were kind of glazed over in many aspects. But, I mean, what do you expect when you have that many characters to introduce in an hour, a movie that's less than two hours? Right. Yeah, So um, I think they did a good buildup of the first half of the movie. The second half of the movie is the actual um, mission that they get sent on, because obviously you know it's a mission since it's Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, but it felt like that. It felt like the mission was rushed. Parts of it, yes. Parts of it, no. I feel. Um, I, like, I feel like, like they got like the just, point across. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I, I should preface the the lead up to the mission felt rushed. Right. The actual mission itself was great because that's when the fun started. We, you know, right. we started to see these guys' ability and in, in their and the way that they were able to fight and hold their own. Right. You know, you see this. Um, you know, some. I mean, Will Smith was so good. So there, there's one part where they get pinned down by these monsters, and um, there's a, a squad of Marines or highly trained super seals, whatever they are, and they're having problems holding the line, and they're backing up. And Deadshot, Will Smith's character, uh, comes up and just takes over by himself. And one yeah. by one, you see the squad just kind of like, is he doing that? By and they, they yeah, all they like kind of like lower their their, yeah. their guns, and he's literally like taking out every guy by himself holding the line single-handedly and it just kind of shows his level of um just awesomeness you yeah. know yeah and um it, who else like who else is worth mentioning uh well uh, let's talk about harley quinn harley quinn fantastic and she was gorgeous and like ditzy and perfect it was like it was it was exactly what i wanted harley quinn to be right i felt like with the trailers and unfortunately trailers are what they are right uh sometimes they give away too much sometimes they give you the wrong image whatnot um i felt like they almost try to make her too corny but i felt in this movie the way she executed was perfect and it felt like a 90s batman animated series it like, did yeah the right kind of holly quinn it i i didn't think it was overdone at all i know I, I thought i remember um hearing somebody say that like she felt it felt like she was like putting it on too much but no i i thought it was like very well executed right. everything in the moment worked yeah. very well and her relationship with the joker and jared Absolutely. leto was was great not my favorite joker no. uh, in, uh in the movies heath ledger still number one <laughs> joker in, in a movie that's still kind of tied for me because there's two different kind of jokers for me jack nicholson and, and heath ledger for different reasons yeah um well I, i'm more i'm i'm more uh lean towards darker sort of sinister right, stuff anyway exactly so that uh, that's that's my reasoning but i totally get I but mean, i feel nicholson like he kind of defined a new version of a joker in his antics because yeah. a lot of the jokers you see again mid 90s animated series uh 80s with uh, jack nicholson has always been very laughing very polished very you know maniacal genius but not uh, stable this guy is just like a sociopath psychotic uh just kind of degrading kind of a joker and it was perfect well, the, the way he's know, ex he executed it i would say that that what your description is actually captures more of heath ledger you know what this joker reminded me of was uh -huh. mob boss joker like mafia joker right right yeah you know, yeah he had he had the fancy suits 
He had um, all the henchmen at his disposal. I think they, they made a mention of that where he was the king and Honey Queen was a queen at one point. Yeah, so he felt like a kingpin. Right. And he was dressed like, you know, you'd see him in the clubs, you know, watching the girls dance and stuff. And VIP. He's got his cane. You know, he's in the VIP area, you know, just watching Harley Quinn do her thing. Right. And just, he looked like he was a dominant being and almost royalty. Right, exactly. Which is cool. he was a mastermind, you but know, he was you know at the top of his chain. Like he almost embraced the money, whereas like Heath Ledger just his Joker would burn the money. Right, exactly. Literally burn the money. He just wanted to fuck shit up. Yeah. So uh, I thought that Jared Leto's Joker was really cool. The the laugh that he was able to do. Um, he talked about his laugh being you know, and we talked on this a little bit last episode, I think. But his laugh, he, he would walk down the streets as he was uh, preparing this character, yeah. and he would just laugh. Right. Like he would just do weird laughs and see what the weirdest reaction he would get. Would he be. had like the ultimate social kind of testing yeah. environment, psychological test, and see which one had the he worst. He just walk down like reaction. New York City streets and, and do it, and that's where it landed. It's like this kind of just like a, it's just like little burst, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. But it's it, it's high pitch and maniacal, and but it like trails off. It's just really kind of psychotic. It sounds like almost like his, like his voice is disintegrating, yeah. like as he's laughing. Ah. Yeah. Ah, ah. Yeah, you it's know, almost just, like that. Yeah, know, it just... really is. That was not bad. <laughs> um, so, but I, I still have such a crush on Harley Quinn. I thought she was just, it, it was, I, I love her j- not just because Margot Robbie's fantastic, but right. um, but because she was she was able to hold her own. That elevator scene was great. Oh, yeah. Where Absolutely. she was just kind of, you know, she was just kind of doing her thing. And then all of a sudden they, like the, anim- the, the animals, the, the, the creatures would pop right. in and, and she would just whoop their butt and then move on to the and then just well, go back to looking at her phone and then be like, oh, "Come on, leave me alone! I'm trying to like they even, my boyfriend." Right, exactly. They, even the, they even preface it in the beginning of the movie when they first introduce her and um, he's like, "Well, we're not letting you out of here because you took down six of my guys before." And you know these guys in this jail cell are fully padded, fully armored, fully weaponed, and everything. And she took down six of them. So obviously, she's a very very capable person in that oh, aspect. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't an issue for her at all. Her ability to whack people with a baseball bat is extremely <laughs> impressive. I wish I had half that skill. Yeah, and I still want. I want Deanna to call me Puddin. Deanna, you're <laughs> gonna call me Puddin, right? She refuses to call me Puddin. Why? I, I was asking her. I was like, babe, I need you to just call me Puddin from now on. And she goes, <laughs> no. I'm like, Come on, Deanna. Like, you just, this country. That's a southern thing, isn't yeah, it? Just call me Puddin. And so I left a Facebook uh, note today saying, you know, I want Deanna to call me Puddin, but she she refuses. <sighs> and my grandmother from Kentucky was like, oh, that's such a like, – Puddin's like a like, – It's a like southern said, thing. That's yeah, a southern exactly. Thing. That's a southern term of affection. So, Deanna! <laughs> Grandma says it's okay. If she's going to listen to country music and not call you Puddin, something's wrong. Yeah, really. I mean, she's a country girl. Allegedly. Yeah. I don't know how country Ohio is, but you know, coming from like <laughs> <Parts> Texas. <laughs> yeah. We're going to Ohio this, uh, this weekend actually. Are um, you? Yeah. So, um, we're stopping in to say hi to her grandparents. I'm glad my invite got lost in the mail. Uh, yeah, y- you didn't get it? No. Oh, I'll, uh, g- get you one. Uh, I appreciate when you yeah. come back. Yeah. 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 When I come back, I'll bring it to you. <laughs> I can run That's a great idea. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, but how, did, how did you feel about the whole movie as a whole? As a whole, I thought it was great. I um, thought it was I, too. I, you know, when I lowered my expectations, like I said, and, and I and I thought of it as an action movie, like a summer action movie, very similar to Star Trek, my my experience with Star Trek. Um, I enjoyed both for what they were. Yeah. Um, I loved the little cameos of, you know, Batman and Flash. Like, I thought that was really cool. I like the Flash cameo. I didn't like the Batman so much. Well, you don't like Batman. I don't. don't I like don't like Batman. Batfleck. But, I know. But even I actually, that, I enjoyed. I enjoyed how that was all kind of 
coming about. Like basically, there were little subtle hints of like, yeah. oh, here we go, Justice League, here we go. Right, like, we're we're ramping up, and that part I can appreciate. But Batman and Deadshot, I didn't like that scene. I, I just don't know that actually. That I, I will, uh, you know, that felt a little bit forced, right? In my didn't opinion. It? Um, I didn't feel like there was any history there, right? But it was kind of cool to see two really A-list actors together that I've never seen in a movie before together. In mask, did you, did you well, one that? in mask? Yeah, like, like I mean, but like <laughs> Will, Smith Will Smith and Smith. Yeah. Ben Affleck in the same As scene. I've never, mo- I've never uh, seen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that before. And the quick little exchange that they had was kind of impressive, right? And uh, and the little girl that that scene, I, I felt like um, that part was a little bit impactful. Um, for me, it was it felt it felt a little cheesy at first, but um, it kind of gave you more of an appreciation for what Will Smith's character was about right. and his daughter, you know, et cetera. But um, you know, sometimes that felt a little bit forced on me. But otherwise, you know, no no real complaints about the movie, right. other than you know the plot points were a little bit weak and rushed. Right. Um, but if you're looking for a really good action movie, this I didn't is great. mind the plot points so much because again, I, I knew going into it with like 18 different characters, they were going to have to go thin on some some plot. So I didn't mind that so much. But I was kind of disappointed on the main villain because they really didn't give much of a, a build up to why that person was the main villain. Yeah, fair enough. It just kind of got rushed. But unfortunately, it was a, a short enough movie that that that, that kind of had to happen. I um I went into this knowing that it was a multiverse movie, but in the sense that multiverse it could happen outside of what currently is going on with batman superman and the movie genres what i'm starting to see now is that it's a multiverse movie because it's a difference between the movie and the show i am very closely watching the spirit to make okay we're good <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what you were going and by the way we're pouring another beer we're no, another beer that's why i am like you know focus on this beard it because head, I, I like yeah, <laughs> i like to watch the head yeah, um, I like to watch that. But it was it was filling up. He likes to overpour, and then I gotta attack the beer. And then I'm like, Jojo, hurry, <laughs> hurry, get it. <laughs> um, so, but uh, I um I I enjoyed it for what it was, even multiverse though thing, multiverse yeah. is uh, it's not what I expected it to be. It's actually just a separation of the show and the movies, not yes. a separation movie from other movies. But the way they positioned it is actually done really well, I think, because they're trying to really kind of cut and paste a lot of things in the DC universe to get it to the level of Marvel. And I think this one was sort of a um, a glance over to introduce a bunch of not only plot stuff, even though there wasn't a lot of plot, but a lot of characters that could happen in further movies. You know what I would love to see? A Joker Harley Quinn origin movie. Well, now that she's out of jail, you know. But no, no, yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, when she was a doctor, and I, I almost wanted to be like a freaking drama. Yeah. I want to see joker coming in in chains shackled you know being brought in by batman batflick or batflick sorry sorry everybody <laughs> and you know being brought in and then you know here you've got this bright bushy-tailed you know new uh doctor um what was her name it, it wasn't Har- it was harley quinn is short for like harley something and i can't quinn remember something. yeah uh, anyway so her you know she was a she was a psychologist and i want i would like to see that de-evolution of her psyche and watching her almost de-evolve into harley quinn right right i think and and i think that with jared leto and his his potential for performance because i mean the dude is is a freaking brilliant actor right and then margot robbie doing what she does just being perfect and everything ever um she like that would be a really cool exchange to watch i think you have a great platform and i and a great idea i don't know that Warner brothers can execute I, I don't think that they th- that's a sad thing is that I don't think that they would actually do that sort of movie but if you guys have feelings and, and feel like uh, you know 
Suicide Squad was good, bad, whatever. Um, or, you know, if this breeds new IP, you know, like who, who knows what comes out of this thing. Um, email us, geek30podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts. Now, we had a great question last week. Um, you know, as you guys know, we do the Geek 30 question of the week. Let's get into that. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. So last week's question was, who is your favorite villain? Um, I said the Joker. You said. I couldn't commit to one. I said either yeah. Dr. Wally from Mega Man or Kefka from Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was in the middle. I was hoping you keep talking so I could keep drinking my. Well, drink. Go, go, go. Jo- jo- just <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking and watch him. Wa- so, mm-hmm. Dr. Wally is so awesome, but so is Kefka. Right, so, I'm I done. couldn't really, ta- you know, <laughs> take between the two of them, you know. Uh, so, we had some, uh, some great responses. Um, Alex says uh, Skitter. So, Skitter, um, I was looking a little more into this. Uh, is There is a um, sci fi um, fantasy that Alex actually told me about. Um, an online fantasy. Do me a favor and just Google uh, "skitter villain." Let's let's bring this up. It's not going to bring up any kind of porn or anything uh, like probably, that. Probably, but okay. we're just going to deal with it. So. <laughs> I like the little tiny hand that's touching the boob. Yeah, the oh, man. You're never going <laughs> to let that down, are you? I am not. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so you see this? So you see that it's like a woman. Um, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there you go. So go to yeah, worm. That's the name of it. Worm. Wiki. Okay. So, uh, what does it say there, Jojo? Taylor was a tall, rail-thin, pale young woman with long, curly black hair and glasses. She had a thin-lipped, wide, expressive mouth she inherited from her mother. Eh. Uh. Um, <laughs> Mouthfeel. And I just like, went left field with that. And her large eyes. Sorry, that's a really weird place for her. <laughs> that paragraph well, to yeah, break. You look at the picture of her. If, yeah. T- her real name is what? Taylor Herbert? Taylor something. I don't know. Taylor Ann Herbert. Herbert. Uh, so her large eyes and gawky figure, that's weird, made her look a lot like her dad. She was approximately 5'6". Um, at the story's outset, Taylor didn't wear clothes that showed skin or bright colors. At various times, she wore brown hooded sweatshirt over a green t-shirt. Yeah, so she's a, she's a villain, um, quote-unquote, from a, a story called Worm. And Alex actually told me to check this out. I, I still haven't, but I, I would really like to, to check this out. Um, see, I remember so Worm we'll for the Nintendo Entertainment System as a Worm Journey to the Center of the Earth, which was fantastic. Was it was it a dark sort of game? No, it was just like a... Well, it had a couple different renditions. You go to a new stage, you had to dig downward, and you had to go to like a side-scroller level, then you had to like a fight boss. So there was oh. like a couple different things that happened on there, and you had to collect these four crystals. Yeah, I think this is something different. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, look that up. Uh, again, the Skitter from Worm. Um, I'm, I'm and intrigued Alex, now. And, and Alex, if, if, I'm, if I'm getting that wrong... Uh, write in geek30podcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter, whatever is easiest, or Facebook. Um, let me Throw know. something at him or tell Deanna too because you know she would. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. <laughs> she so. might hit me too, so uh, at this point. Sam says, evil JoJo. <laughs> maniacal laugh. Answer maniacal, maniacal laugh. laugh. Maniacal laugh. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I just need to answer the other new jokers. <laughs> there you go. Just do that. <laughs> Uh, my uncle Aaron wrote in. Yay! Says uh, my favorite villain 
are the uh, my favorite villains are the predator creatures which is actually a collection of beings from another world they are totally badass with their physical capabilities and technology the ability to cloak themselves and their wide range of weapons many of their victims are bad guys themselves which is actually it's interesting they're like an anti-hero right like almost right. like how we were talking about suicide squad right um so thanks to the folks who who wrote in um we want to be a little conscious of time here i'm still scared uh of predators even though they're fictional but i mean that's legit that's scary oh yeah totally more so than aliens um and by the way my mom just a quick shout out to her because she wrote in uh so she said it would be impossible to pick just one disney villain so captain simcoe from the revolutionary war show turn it's so good to be bad is what she said Um, i've never (laughs) watched that show but i believe you ma whatever you want she couldn't pick Jafar or Ursula or Scar. No, I, or... I would say if she had to pick one, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Captain Hook. Yeah? Yep. Peter she Pan? loves Peter Pan. Okay. Uh, so. Not it, Dustin Hoffman's. No. <laughs> no. He was too lovable in that movie. All right. So we have a very um, controversial question that we're, gonna, we're about to ask. I don't know that we should ask are, it. Are you, are you ready for I, me to I, do I don't, this? Are you ready? I, I'm not ready T- for this. Take a sip of beer first. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, guys. Okay, JoJo's drinking. Slow down, JoJo. Slow down, JoJo. Okay. That's a damn good beer. Yeah. The question is, Star Wars or Star Trek? Dun, dun, dun. And why? And why? That's the most important thing. Why? Why? Uh, mm, Star Wars. <laughs> All right, JoJo. <laughs> Shit. Um... I'm gonna say Star Wars, and not that it, not no disrespect to Star Trek. It's Star Wars just because it's have it's it, it's had a bigger impact on my life since I was a child than Star Trek has. And I think that if I were to have gotten into Star Trek earlier on as a kid, it would have been a much harder decision than it is now. And this is still a really hard decision. So go ahead, JoJo. I um. If it was going to be to, uh, between the original trilogy and Star Trek, then Star Wars, hands down. Okay. Um, there's a lot more canon now with the Star Wars environment, and Disney having killed off some of that, you know, kind of pissed me off. And the new movies, I know a lot of people weren't happy with the third one. I actually love the third one. And as I mentioned before in another... Uh, Revenge of the Sith? Revenge of the Sith, but... Um, Star Trek Beyond. Third movie of Star Trek. Oh, I thought you said the third movie of Star... Uh, that's my yeah, No, that's okay. all good. Um... It, it is a perfect movie if you consider uh, what the movies were back in the 90s and 2000s and whatnot because they had a show. Because this one doesn't have a show, you know, it, it's not as solid as people want it to be. But if you compare it to the actual Star Trek movies of Beyond, of before, it's perfect, you know. So I actually sure. enjoyed it completely. Um, there's a lot of new content with Star Trek. There's a lot of, you know, previous shows stuff with, con- uh, with Star Trek. And a lot of that stuff... I just love, I mean, I love stuff like iPads and stuff like that were based off of things from Star Trek and the idea of, you know, political uh, awareness. No, genders, races, religions, they don't matter anymore. You know, everybody's, you know, equal. And I love that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I think I have to go Star Wars. Yeah, it's just had too much of an impact for me. Right. Um, And that that, we talked about this question and like, is this the right time to bring up this question? I don't know. Like, I'm still not sure. We just asked it. I'm still not sure. Like, we we gave those answers pretty pretty quickly. But honestly, guys, we were sitting here really racking our brains. We've had time to think about it. (laughs) And and dad, you're listening to this show. You're going to talk about Star Trek. Okay. That's okay. That's that's absolutely okay. That's fine. But Star Wars. Okay, dad. (laughs) We used to have this long, long, drawn out uh, argument when I was a kid about how I, Star Wars was better than Star Trek, and he would rebut that. I, I mean, again, 
tons of content for both books and movies and shows and whatnot. But I think the turning point for me are the games. Like Rogue Squadron, I I have oh, yeah. not. When we played uh, Rogue Leader on GameCube, it had a uh, Rogue Squadron um, port that was two players. So my friend Mike and I playing to the to beat the Mike second and Ike or Mike, Mike and Ike. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mike, Mike and myself. Mike, okay, Mike and you. Okay, sorry. Um, playing the last level to beat the second Death Star. Him and the Millennial Falcon. Me and the X Wing was. Oh yeah. Literally one of the best video game situations i've ever had in Isn't my life cool? period yeah like getting out when the fire is like almost overcoming you uh-huh. i've never had an adrenaline adrenaline rush in my life it's like that so good um I, and I'm, I'm excited for you just here just hearing <laughs> yeah, that i'm like know. yes it so was good. it was so perfect i i have videos about roller coasters i have 50 some odd videos on youtube for roller coasters so i'm, I'm a big adrenaline junkie but a video game caused me to, to feel that you know yeah. and i just i can't hey, Jojo, give people a, a quick plug for your uh for that's your... old news that's like i haven't touched that in like do you it, know do it, do <laughs> eight it. years because Jojo gets like a ton of views on these youtube videos you i have three million it. yeah he's got no, like i have three, three million yeah, views. i know you that's do. crazy yeah, it's wild uh iron wolf x this is my old screen name yeah iron wolf <laughs> w-u-l-f yeah wolf of the u iron wolf x on yeah. youtube um there's 50 if you're on the east coast um i've got king's dominion bush gardens uh six flags all that fun stuff i go up to new jersey i've been on king to which is the tallest coaster in the world and also the fastest coaster in the world did you um, black out no it was fun i black out on this thing i lost my left eye contact though did you really i did it went no so fast way. i had sunglasses on i had my oakley's on when i was when i used to wear uh-huh. contacts and when i came off i couldn't see in stereo <laughs> I couldn't see out of no one eye. way yeah it went so fast i lost the contact that's wild yeah that's fast it's really weird to walk around a, a theme park with only one eye yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i've got roller coaster videos again this is me, someone who takes videos, which is inappropriate to begin with, um, from the front seat of a roller coaster, saying that my biggest, one of my biggest adrenaline rushes was from a video game, and it was a Star Wars video game, that's and that's cool. very impactful in my life. That's the reason why Star Wars is better than Star Trek, and I'm sorry, guys, and Stacy, the Star Trek nerd, uh, we still us, love you. Let us know your thoughts. <laughs> uh, I would love to hear from you specifically, but from everybody else, if you'd like to chime in on this week's question of the week. Uh, email us geek30podcast at gmail.com or visit www.geek30.com um, at the very bottom there there's a there's a place where you can submit your comments and, and concerns we'll also post a picture just to remind you on wednesday that way um you know you can respond to us on facebook if you want to it's yeah exactly so you know check us out and you know with that in mind judge i think this is a great time to wrap up the show Absolutely. so why don't you tell people where they can reach us so that they can contact us and if, if they ever need anything so facebook is uh one of the greatest platforms to contact us but you can also find us on youtube both platforms just search geek 30 happy hour and we will pop up we have a website which is geek 30 which is Freshly brand new, renovated because of Alex, not yeah. because of me. I tried to break it, and he just like yelled at me and shook just his don't fist. Don't touch it, JoJo. <laughs> so I stay away from it, you know. But it's beautiful. It looks pretty, you Thank know. Thank you. Uh, great job, Alex. Uh, we're on Twitter at Geek Thirty. Again, Thirty is spelled out. You can hit us up on our phone number, which is four four three four two four three three five zero, and that's a voicemail. Just leave us a voicemail and kind of comments you want to give. Um, and I think I, I covered them all, right? Yeah. Website, Facebook, YouTube, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, remember to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Yep. If you visit www.geek30.com, uh, you will see the latest episode as well as places where you can subscribe via your favorite podcatcher, a.k.a. Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play, iTunes, the list goes on. Um, so be sure to do that. Uh, and thank you to, uh, let's see, Yeti. Great Divide. Oh, yes, The Great Divide. My bad. No, I just... Uh, this beer is getting to me. The Great Divide Brewing Company for Yeti uh, Imperial Stout. This is this is really delicious. It's also 9.5, so 
Uh, I'm gonna Usually get anything above in. like a nine, I can't taste the beer, but I can absolutely taste it, most of yeah. the flavors except for the toffee. I can uh, taste most everything in here. This is great beer. I suggest everybody check it out. It's pretty uh, well available. Like Exactly. If it's from Colorado, we can get it in Virginia. You can get, yeah, it, anywhere. You can get it anywhere. So, so check it out. Let us know your thoughts. And um, until next time, guys. Thank you so much for geeking out with us. We'll see ya. Okay, um, bu- 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 bu. continuing to talk to avoid dead air because testing reasons. Testing, testing. <clears throat> Testies. There we Ooh, go. Oh, my God. Yummy. Did that taste as good for you as it did for me? <laughs> I mean, I feel better after that. All right.